Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Nick Walinda is walking on a wire over a live volcano tonight. Tony, are you any kind of daredevil? I'm Tony Kornheiser. Well, I once got a Darko Milicic back tattoo. Darko Milicic. Think anybody watching us knows who he is? Well, you and I know who he is. We know that your boy, Joe Dumars, drafted him, and my boy, Larry Brown, loved him and coached him, and he had no career at all. I wanted to get to the Willendon. They are first family. They would do pyramids of 10 and 12 people and walk on a wire. Walking over a live volcano, I, I think this is insane. I saw the Walindas, or at least one of them, when I was a kid at the circus. This is generational it, for them. Yes, Gener- lots of generations. Totally crazy. I mean, that's, come on. More Daredevil, Evil Knievel or the Walindas? Evil Knievel pulled the shoot. the Walindas, the Walindas for sure. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Zion goes back to back. LeBron shoots from the logo and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick talk. But we begin today with Chicago State University announcing they will not travel for two WAC games this week at Seattle and at Utah Valley. And their women's team will not host two WAC games this week, citing the spread of the coronavirus as the reason. Similarly, Missouri-Kansas City will not travel to Seattle for a WAC game. Wilbon, do you see these cancellations as outliers or a sign of things to come? I don't know, Tony. I'm not a, you know, disease control expert. I have no idea. Um, but we already know the Olympics chief has come out and said, so far, so far, we're not canceling these so far. And we know that games in Italy are being played in empty venues. Yep. At least that, that's been announced as well. So I, I don't know, like, like how seriously this is going to impact us. Even before we get off the air, there could be news that changes this. I know something about Chicago State University. And I don't even, why are they in the whack? And what's their physical and, I mean, their emotional and financial investment? And a school in Kansas City. And is there other motive here as we deal with schools 2,000 miles away from there? I think in this particular case, it's significant that they're not going to Seattle, where there has been what we consider at this point a rash of coronavirus. Um, so maybe that has something to do with it. Look, I think there's a fine line between being prudent and panicking. Yeah. And I think that every single professional team, every single college team, every professional league, the NCAA tournament, they are wondering what is the tipping point here? At what point for the safety of the athletes and the safety of the fans do we move forward and postpone or cancel or something like that? You mentioned the Olympics. I'm willing to bet there are lots of people inside the IOC who are saying, you can say that now, now. but if X happens, is, we're going in a different as they direction. Say, this is fluid. Yes, yes. And every day, maybe twice a day, you assess it. You have your experts. And by experts, I mean experts. Like Dr. And Anthony if you don't Fauci. have them on retainer, yeah. you better have access to them in universities institutions of higher learning better have these people it is it is possible accessible. with chicago state it's possible because you've got to read their record they're four and 25 the men's team oh and 14 in conference women's team is one and 26 one and 13 in conference maybe they say we're going to be safe rather than sorry we're not competing in tournaments you know so it, it doesn't matter quite as much to me it's much more difficult if you're competing for the ncaa tournament and you're wondering do i cancel a game do i postpone yeah. it what do i you do you know what tony as we sit here today, what is today? March 5th? Could be different 5th. tomorrow. 
We have no idea what's going to happen by the time we get to conference tournaments this weekend. We do not. And sometimes you got to say, all of us we on these shows, not. we don't know. No. Let's get to something a lot more uplifting, Tony. Of course, I'm referring to Zion. The Pelicans had indicated they were going to play it safe when it came to him playing back-to-back games, but here he is ready to go tonight, as far as we know, against the Mavericks in Dallas, 24 hours after a disappointing home loss to the catless T-Wolves. So let's get right to it, Tone. Zion has looked physically imposing since the day he stepped on the floor in mid-January. But you have not put down the yellow caution flag the entire time. Would you not have him in the lineup tonight? I think that you have to play the long game with Zion. I think you have to try and keep him around next year and the year after and for 10 years. That there's a lot of tickets to be sold when Zion Williams is in the NBA and playing. Williamson and playing for uh, New Orleans. Now, if the doctors, I got to assume the doctors are advising the team every day. And they're probably saying, okay, he looks pretty good. Because if the doctors aren't saying that, you're crazy to play. I I just don't think it's worth it to compete for the eighth spot in the playoffs and put him at any sort of physical risk. But, you know, Tony, he's a physical risk every time he goes out there. Every time he goes out there. He is. He and everybody else. And I'm going to grant you that there are times when you wave the yellow flag and I'm going, all right, let's take a step back and see how this goes. But, Tony, he's got to play. They can't put him in bubble wrap. He's got to play. They can put him in and bubble wrap this year. But no, we're talking to about what, the eighth spot. But to what is? The eighth spot to, to land against the Lakers. That's your team. first spot. Michael Jordan once was happy to get in the eighth spot. The Lakers have beaten the Pelicans twice in a row. The Lakers will beat the Pelicans 4-0 or 4-1. But that if anything happens to him in that quest, it's crazy. To no, me. that's the quest. That's where your quest starts. All these teams who would rather be in the lottery have the process eight times in a Has row to be this and year. don't start in the process. It may as well be this well, year. Well, he started halfway through the season. Yeah. So I, what I'm saying is I don't think you pull out all the stops to be eighth in the playoffs. Next year, maybe they go for fourth. Maybe it's Let's different. I don't know. a little bit in this way. Zion could play 18 to 21 minutes tonight. And wouldn't that be sort of trying to protect him? Yeah. There are ways to protect him. Well, I'm you thinking don't have about to have 30, straight 35. up load management right. where somebody doesn't play two or three games every month. You don't no, have to have No, no. But, yes, but I – you just – he's different than the others. Yeah. It's a vet, an investment you over some long is? period of time. He's better than most of the others. He is. <laughs> he is. Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo I mean, is Vin. trying to help the NBA spice up its regular season. Ratings are down across the board. Fans feel the players don't care about playing regular season games. So Goodwill proposes a way to make regular season games more meaningful. He suggests instead of the 2-2-1-1-1 formula in the playoffs, the NBA should switch to 2-2-3. This would give a fifth home game to the team with a better regular season record. Wilbon, would this help or hurt the NBA product? I, I don't think either. I think it's an interesting suggestion. I know Vinny. He, he thinks a lot about things like this, and particularly the NBA regular season, what people think of it. But I don't know that this would help or hurt. I just, I, I don't want to see any more gimmicks. I'm tired of gimmicks in sports. You think there's a gimmick? Every day, every day on this show, we talk about one sport or another going to a gimmick. Some gimmick. So I'm how, tired of gimmicks. How would you solve the problem? Cut the of, season short. To, and not, they're not going to do this. That's why I haven't written it. You say this all the time, that owners will not they allow will, them. I've to, asked them. So then what? In they're the not going to do anything. Of, in the absence of that, what do you think of this idea? Because I, I like it. I, it I'll tell you why it I like it. Is it going to make the regular season matter more? Well, I think, I think 
it, it may be bad for the NBA product in this regard. It is so tough to win five, you know, four games right. on the road. It is right. so tough to do that. If you give a team the availability of no five, upset. then I think there would be no upsets. Right. But in the regular season, where fans are sort of turned off to the lack of effort. You think they'd play for it? Yes. I don't, first of all, I the do. lack of effort. I think it would eliminate load management to the degree that it exists it now. It doesn't exist to a great degree now, and it's all hysteria. And, and Well, Kawhi it's, Leonard's it's, played about Kawhi Leonard games. has a leg that you didn't notice he was limping on last year in the playoffs. Kawhi Leonard is not load management. It's injury management. But in the playoffs, he goes. Because it's the playoffs. Okay. But he ain't going in the regular season what, so, extra. So you don't see any avenue to making Like, yeah. if you're Adam Silver. Over. Are you actually worried about the ratings going down, which I yes. think you are? Yes. So what can you do Cut for the, the regular schedule to 72? His owners won't do that. Just, I mean, we, we both like that. So, but that's, but that's you know what? A, it's you know a what fool's errand. Tony, it is. But if you want to know what, what remember that season when they played 55 because of the uh, stoppage? It was great. Now, I know 72 is more than 55, but it's less than 82. If you had a 70-game regular season... I think if you had 60, it would be the greatest on earth. Can you start with 70? Can we at least do something with As long as you on? promise me it'll decrease. <laughs> Back in more. You promise. Have you noticed we haven't mentioned Aaron Judge in a while? Yes, I have. Certainly not so far in spring training. That's because he ain't spring training. He's taking tests to see if his shoulder-slash-peck injury will allow him to get on the field at some point soon. No games, no at-bats. Tests. This, of course, comes on the heels of missing 60 games last year and 50 the year before. This is a big, strong dude at six foot seven, 282. So it's pretty noticeable when he ain't there. Is it time to start stressing out, Tony, about the Yankee big man? Let me emphasize big man because he is freakishly big for a baseball player. Yeah. Six seven, 282. He's the size of a certain boxer we just talked about all last week. He's also week. Zion Williamson. And if I said before that I have a caution flag up for Zion Williamson because I want him for the long term, and I look at the last three years of Aaron Judge, which is 155, which is great, then 112 and 102, then I got to – and now he has migrating injuries – this is not a good sign. No. It's just not. So I would worry about him. They've, Giancarlo Stanton also. Both of them. Missed every game last year. Both just of about. I'm not so sure why everybody's high on the Yankees. Severino's not going to pick all year. They got no year. starters. Well, what well, they do? Except for the, the new They got Garrett Cole. Ace. They got Garrett But I mean, Cole. look, this, this is sort of weird to me. I mean, there weren't many baseball players nearly as big as this. I mean, Frank Thomas. Is a there big was man. Frank Howard originally, Frank Howard and then for thirty years there was nobody else. I mean, a hundred years ago, Lou Gehrig was a big man at like six two and a half. These guys are so big. And now you have guys who are the size of tackles, and you're playing one hundred sixty two. But, but, but what if your body breaks down? But why does it seem like everybody's body is breaking down? And the bigger you are, the more breakdowns there are. There are. You carry a lot of weight. Stanton and Judge. 162. I mean, then should we all be getting Muggsy Bogues uh, uh, prototype to play in okay. every sport? Does Mookie Betts play most of the games? He's not the biggest guy in the world. No, I, I don't know how it works. But you are struck by the physicality of those two. And you go, well, yeah. Are they too big for baseball? I don't know. Let's take a break. Coming up, Marcus Smart registers his disagreement with several officials. And what's the word for LeBron's shot from the logo? I shoot from the logo. Love to watch Aaron Judge. Love to watch him hit. Well, I like to watch him in Carlos Stanton. But if he doesn't play, what good is it? Big Hurt should get him some of that. Jacket on, pants off. Let's go. What's first? 
Marcus Smart was blank last night. He was dumb. You know, it's not that he didn't play a good game, because he did play a good game. He had 14 points. He had 10 assists. He made a great that block, block on 6'11", Jared Allen. I mean, he did everything right, except at the end of the game, where he did an inexcusably dumb thing. He fouled a guy up three, taking a three-point shot, and then it's boom, boom, boom. You're in overtime, and you end up losing the game. And then he compounds it, I think. By screaming at referees at the end, for which I assume he's going to get fined, and he could even get suspended. So I think it was dumb what he did Tony, overall. I thought it was classic. If we go back to the block of Jared Allen, a Celtic block of Jared Allen, that conjures up number six, William Felton Russell, does it not? It does. I mean, he was clean, and Marcus Smart is 6'4". I mean, that's 6'10". Great block. It's a great block. And here's the other thing, Tony. He played defense. He filled up that box score. He fouled a three-point shooter sure he at the him. end. I don't think he fouled him. And well, he was called official. for it. Bill Russell was known to get on an official or two in his day. In his Bill day, Bill Russell had stature that Marcus Smart. Well, clearly, does not. This, I thought that was a clean swipe. You don't make that call. Three Classic. guys around, and it looked Classic like he fouled Celtic. Today. Next. LeBron's shot from the logo was blank. It was good. It was good all the way, and it was a jump shot. He wasn't throwing it in there. This is the second time, I believe, in two games that LeBron has made a shot like this from about 40 feet. And last night, Mike, he did this with 10 minutes to go in the third quarter for no other reason than to say to Philadelphia, you guys are clowns. You don't belong on the same court with us. Get off the court. And, And LeBron... It's probably so sick of Joel Embiid's constant yapping about how he's the best player in the world. So he said, take this. Because you know who's the best player in the world? LeBron James is the best player in the world. He's made it comfortable for Anthony Davis out there. He's done everything. He's the MVP. I know you're waiting. He's the MVP. Your words used to be inspirational. Now your words are dumb and good. Dumb and good. You got a, Somebody gave you a jacket. You know there's nothing better that? than a four-letter word on this show. Uh, LeBron shot from the logo was new school. Because that's all they do now. Whether you're talking about Trey Young, Steph Curry, Luca, or Snacks, they walk out <laughs> and they shoot it from the logo. <laughs> Zach Levine did this with the Bulls the other night. They go out and they practice this shot. By the way, I'm giving Steph Curry credit for this because Steph Curry would do it during public warm-ups. That's right. He would just go out to a spot that where nobody would be and take shots. He's like, what is he doing? So LeBron is now saying, I may be old, but I'm new this. school. Can I just praise LeBron for one other thing? What? He hasn't fired the coach yet. Frank Vogel seems to be doing a pretty good job. How about Next, that? Mitch Marner's goal was blank. It was and one. This looked like something in a street ball basketball game. So he puts the puck between his legs. They're all doing that. Now. And then he gets on his knees. And then he flips it backhand into the net while he is skating away from the goal. And then, and you brought up Steph Curry, and then he shimmies because he knows that Steph Curry would appreciate a goal like this. It tied the game at two. Yeah. Sadly, Toronto didn't win the game. But this is a big-time goal. It's double nutmeg. And you know what happened to Trey Young the last time he attempted a nutmeg? He got hit. What do you think happens in that sport if somebody thinks you're trying to show them up? And you go double nutmeg. He did you it to himself. Double he didn't, knockout. He didn't, he didn't put I, it through someone else's I'm legs. I'm just saying. But his I'm, own if legs. If they think in that sport that you were trying to show them up even by going between your own legs, they'll knock you out. Really? So yeah. you think they'll call double Trevor nutmeg. Ariza? 
You think Trevor can skate? He's French. French Canadian? No. Uh, I'm just asking. Next. I don't it's think so. blank <laughs> that the SWAC named Thomas Snacks Lee as its player of the week. It's it's lovely, actually. This was on senior night. The kid is a senior. He is the manager of the team. He hung around the Jackson State program years before he went to school there, and he delivered snacks to the players, hence the nickname. He's been begging the coach all year, please put him in the game. They put him in the game. He goes Carmelo Anthony. Put he jacks up four three-point shots. He makes a last one. Look, the SWAC can do whatever they want to do. And if they want to give this kid player of the week, then good for them and good for him. It's Disney. They went Disney. Speaking of, this is a movie. Don't, it is. You don't, you don't live, bite the hand listen, that feeds you. It, don't. I'm not. Okay. I'm just saying in the movie version, you eliminate, you wipe away those three mysteries. Oh, yeah, he only has one shot. And you go with one. He just checks it again. That's right. Now, if you're going to do Disney, though, Jackson State, what number do you have to wear? Jackson State. I don't know. Tell me. Walter Payton. Okay. 34. Okay. Not 35. Who I'm presuming Walter were 34 at Jackson State. I think he did. But was, you put 34 in him because that's the most famous question? Jackson State player ever. Do you Sweetness. Think, was Richard Castor from Jackson State? He was a, a number one draft pick by the Jets the in tight the end. 60s. He wore 88, white. didn't he? I, he was not. Ooh, he was pretty good. I got I you think on your he was own there. You had some very interesting words. Eat some. Let's Benedict take one last break. And still to come. Talk Brady and Bill Belichick talk on the phone, but it didn't did it leave either of them happy. And could the Chicago Bulls be ready to bring in new management? Can somebody tell me if Rich Caster went to Jackson State? That's a good pull if he did. That's like 15 years ago. We gotta see if Walter Payton wore 34 at Jackson State. We know what he wore in the in the NFL. 34. Yeah. Yes, you do. I don't know what he wore at Jackson State. Right, could have been 33. Could have been 18. I don't know what he wore. Could have been 35 and Snack yeah, got it right. Could have been one. It was 34. Well, then why did you say you didn't know? Intrigue. Oh. Happy time. People, happy 30th birthday, Draymond Green. This has been a tough year for Draymond Green. With Kevin Durant gone and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry out, the load fell on Green, and he has not carried Hey, it. wait a minute. He has played in only 43 of 62 Warriors games, and he is averaging what your boy Charles Barkley calls, quote, a triple single, unquote. He was a great player on that team when the other great players were playing. This year, not so much. Let me tell you something. Even if he had Steph Curry alone and the two of them were together, they weren't going to make a big dent That's in right. this season. So don't blame Draymond. I'm not blaming him. I, I like him a like lot. It. He has not produced in the way he used to. Stop being bad there, numbers. Happy anniversary, Michael Jordan. On this day three years ago, while addressing the North Carolina football team and fans at the Dean Dome, Jordan uttered the inspiring phrase that, quote, the ceiling is the roof, unquote. That obvious quality of that remark made people scratch their heads and ask, what is he talking about? But in his most recent public appearance at the memorial service for Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan was tremendous. You know what? He wasn't the only one crying at the end of his speech. A lot of us were. It was, Tony, tremendous is the word to be used in the way Jordan addressed that. That's a hard situation. That's a hard role to be in. Happy trails to a win for Oklahoma. The Sooners were up two with six seconds to play last night in Norman with career 78% free throw shooter Christian Doolittle on the line. Game over, right? Ugh. Wrong. Doolittle missed both free throws and then watches Texas's Ugh. Matt Coleman III raced up the floor and banked in a three to win it for the Longhorns. If indeed Texas was on the bubble, a road win like this may well get them into the NCAA tournament. 
Give me a number over under of teams that we're going to stay on the bubble the next week. 14 to 18. I was going to say more like 25. It's just a lot of teams. A ton of teams you need, on the bubble. What? You're going to need a bigger bubble, That's if you right. like to say. A lot to clean up here. Lou Gehrig was 6 feet, 200 pounds, but not 6'2". Ruth was 6'2". Richard Castor did go to Jackson State. And he wore number 88 for the Jets. Walter Payton wore number 34 at Jackson State. And Trevor Ariza is not French. Let me ask you something. Yeah. I spoke to him in French last you week. You did not. You don't know how to speak French. <laughs> and he's not French. Here we go to the big finish. Let's do the it. The Boston Herald reports that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick spoke by phone on Tuesday. And that, it quote, did not go well, unquote. What do you make of that? Did somebody have a tape and they got to analyze it or assess the tape of their conversation? I- Chris Sale will get a third opinion on his sore left elbow. Uh-oh. When you keep going for more opinions, it gets worse and worse and worse. Not good. Now, ESPN Chicago reports that the Bulls are interested in Sam Preston as president of their basketball operations. Is that a good idea? Who's drafted and traded better in the last 15 years than Sam Preston? So you'd be happy with that? I'd be fine with that. Okay. Kentucky blew a 17-point second-half lead to Tennessee. Big deal? Look. Kentucky has designs on the national championship every year. When you do that this late in the season, that is not something you should be pleased with. No, 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 no. no. Last one, TCU at number one Kansas tonight. You're smelling upset like what they did with Baylor. It was against everything I just said about this tournament, but I think Kansas is starting to separate a little from the others. Just a little. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Au revoir, you knuckleheads. (laughs) You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. Eddie Suzuki, welcome to the world. Yeah, that je ne sais quoi that Wilbon has. <laughs>